What's up, fam? On this episode of the Snapback Sports Pod, Luca may be back. The Warriors may be the kings of the West with Devin Booker's hamstring in question. And I rant about flopping. We also check in with Eagleson, who debates Abe over some Raptors Sixers talk and fills us in on some school awards. A new app. The Baltimore Ravens select Lamar Jackson. I'm a Raven. His own. All year. Every year. Jackson takes it himself. Oh! He broke his ankles! What's up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Sederman. Joining me today, and as always, my co-host and longtime best friend, Abe, your flopping bitch, Granoff. Abe. Okay, all what's right, stop, on your... stop, stop. What? what? You just not only, you gave me, like, the creepiest look so in the camera. Creepy. Like, <laughs> so creepy. Right? Like, you saw that. Well, we're going to so do a video So that threw me off po- my game. If you're listening on Spotify, you can tune into a video podcast. So I wanted to look the viewers, I mean, the li- well, viewers now, listeners, right in the eye and say... What's on your mind, fam? So that's that. You know what's on my mind, Jack? Can I back off now? This is no, a little no, weird. Stay up there. Get in there. Okay. Get in there. All right. All right. Look into my soul. If you are listening to this podcast, if you are watching this podcast, that means that last night, Kyrie Irving would have had 45 points in TD Garden. And the Brooklyn Nets are going to bl- have blown out the Boston Celtics in Game Two. We are recording this before <clears throat> okay. Game Two, so that was Abe's right. So I'm just I'm just telling you what's going to happen. What happened, and the yeah. reason, the reason of why this is going to happen, it, it's fairly simple. And I'm I'm wondering when on earth athletes will learn about what's the jinxing, right? Taking a little poopy. Before this podcast, I'm doing my average poop thing, scrolling through your 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 posts. I usually skip the ones where your photos in it or you're talking in it because they're just cringe. And I see that Marcus Smart, Defensive Player of the Year, Marcus Smart, shows up to TD Garden tonight in a Defensive Player of the Year robe, as if he's some type of boxing champion. So I raise the question: When the Defensive Player of the Year flaunts the award? And he's about to guard one of the greatest point guards of all time. What could go wrong? What just came out of your mouth? What what, what don't you understand? Kyrie Irving is what? One of the greatest point guards of all time. Oh, my God. Fact or fiction? Don't be ignorant. Fiction. Fiction. Don't be ignorant. Don't you mean? Fiction. Why? Don't you want me to get J.J. Redick on the pod? Sure. That, well, that would be great. Can you do that? No, I can't. Can you? <laughs> anyway, it's just ignorant if you say he's out. I didn't put a number on it. I didn't cap it at top five. He's one of the greatest point guards of all time. He's one okay. of the greatest players of all, all time. Right, all right. Jimmy Butler's one of the superstars of the league. I didn't cap it. There's 48 of them. Yeah, I know you don't believe that. Well, but what do you mean he's one of the greatest? I know you don't believe that. Why time? isn't Kyrie one of How, the best okay, point so guards of all time? He? Because he's just not. What has he ever done on his lonesome that has shown you that he has the ability to be one of? I'm the I'm just best saying players? as a basketball player. I'm just saying. Oh, as, I'm not talking oh, about Hooper? resume accolades, all who, that nonsense. You're doing this. You're doing the the skill argument. Yeah, that out. boy, nice watcher. Oh my god, stop! That it. boy, nice watcher. Stop it. All right. To be honest, I don't like JJ Redick said it on first take today, and I and I agree with it. I don't count. Anything that happened before 19, I don't know. When did Bob Cousy play? That's the only time I remember. All right. Chris Paul. J.J. Reddick said it perfectly. Curry, and I, Isaiah Yeah, better Thomas, than Kyrie. Yep. Magic Johnson. I, I can name players that would come ahead. Yep. Luke. Uh, yep. Dame. What? 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 Luke has been in the year, league for three years. He's better than Kyrie. Emmanuel quickly. Like, the list goes on and on and on. Okay. Kyrie Irving is not one of the best point guards of all time. He's one of the best players on the Nets. He's one of the best players in the series. <laughs> one of. One of. Not the best. One of the best One of the best players on the Nets hasn't okay. played on the Nets all year. All right. I think there was uh, a But point my point is okay. about all this. My point is, have some fucking awareness, Marcus Smart. Like, amazing. You won the Defensive Player of the Year. 
What are you going to say? No, I was just going to say, if you want some advanced analytics, because your boy, at Jack Sutterman on Twitter, tweeted, Kyrie Irving scored 39 points in game one. I hope the Celtics can find someone to guard him. That would be convenient. They do happen to have the defense player of the year. People knew I was subtweeting at Marcus Smart, to which I got a reply that Smart covered Kyrie on four possessions and he shot one of three. So don't do that, Jack. Don't talk about like so. Apparently he doesn't. Don't guard. do that. <laughs> so apparently he doesn't guard Kyrie. I don't know who he was guarding then. Was he guarding Seth Curry, Patty Mills? I think they said Durant for a little bit. I don't know. But what I, we're supposed to talk defensive play of the year later. And we will. And you're going to have to hold on and wait for that. But in the meantime, yes, he did just jinx him. Before we go full NBA, let's start in the National Football League. Fam, we just recorded our first draft series podcast. Can't wait to bring that back. It's with our guy, David Bell from Purdue. So stay tuned on that. A wide receiver who's going to make a little more money, though, is Debo Samuel. Wide receivers this offseason getting bags. Tyreek Hill, $50 million and half of an island in Miami. You've got Devontae Adams, who signed big for the Raiders. And now you've got this third-year wide receiver class, who is A.J. Brown, Terry McLaurin, and Debo Samuel, who want their bag. There's been drama. It came you out love to Hunter Renfro? <laughs> it came out. Hollywood's in that Renfro? class. DK Metcalf's in that class. I'm just talking about the three guys who are not reporting to camp. But you are correct. Debo comes out, says he isn't going to play. Then he's he's requested. It's official. He's requested a trade. Congratulations, Abe. I assume to the Jets on getting Debo Samuel. Yeah, uh, this is a whole weird situation, right? Because apparently it's nothing to do from the 49ers. And they're very willing to offer him this massive extension and put themselves in cap purgatory. Now, Debo is a wide back or running receiver, wide back sounds better, wide back we'll go with, where he played all over the field last year. He was essentially their RB1. He was their wide receiver one. Um, And so if it's not the money from Sam Fran, why do you want out? That leaves two things. One, Trey Lance's ass, which he didn't come out and say. There's been no reports of that. Two, he doesn't like the way he's being used. And then it comes out that he doesn't want to be a running back anymore he doesn't want to be he just wants to be a receiver a true number one and listen the guy had i think 1500 yards and six receiving touchdowns last year it's nothing to nothing to put down or anything like top five in yards probably but the reason that debo samuel is marketed or is held to such a high standard and how great he is is because of the way he was being used because you never know if he's going to run the ball he's going to catch the ball take it on an end around go deep, work in the slot. He's so unpredictable and in that Kyle Shanahan offense. So the reason I say congratulations to the Jets on getting him is because the Jets see a Madden player who is sick and they'll, just like they did with Le'Veon Bell, they will give him anything he wants, the keys to the city without thinking about it. If Debo Samuel is strictly a receiver and won't run in between the tackles, which I don't blame you, dude. The average run uh, career span of a running back is like, two and a half weeks or something. Um, the, uh, he has a basis to ask for $30 million, but if you're a team that's trading for him or that's agreeing to an extension for him, half of your leverage is that, okay, the reason you were so special is because of how you were used last year. Like, we want to use you that way, and we're willing to pay you $30 million a year, $35 million a year, but it's not. He wants to be strictly a receiver, and we haven't seen Debo just be a receiver and Teams don't have to worry about him being a threat in the backfield as well. Which, So that's why I think if he's really sticking true to this I want to be a receiver and not a running back strictly, a dumb team is going to make the move. I don't know if it's up to him, right? He's going to get paid a lot of money. They're probably going to use him in his best features. I think he's just playing 40 chess right here. He listens to the pod. He knows our thoughts. He knows GMs. Don't want to pay running backs. It's finally clicked for general managers around the league. We're not paying running backs. So you throw back 
into did Chris his... did, did Chris Gear Greer's letter get lost in the mail? His it, first it, two signings of the offseason were running backs. It might have. So I think Debo's just really smart in identifying as a wide receiver. You know, it's 2022. You can kind of identify as whatever you want these days. And so Debo decided I'm a wide receiver. <laughs> That's for sure. And he wants to get paid big time wide receiver money as opposed to maybe a hybrid and, you know, get some running back money. So I think it's smart on him. I assume anyone who trades for him will also have a clause in his contract saying, we're handing you the ball, figure it, you know. So I think (laughs) I'm in belief that, you know, you can't trade first round picks and give him 35 million a year and just have him as wide receiver one. You said he's had 1,500 yards this season. That was a Jimmy G throwing the ball to him. Not that Zach Wilson would be any better. Not that Jalen Hurts would be any better necessarily. But there is room for improvement in terms of his quarterbacking. So that's exciting if you're a Debo stand. So I'm all in on Debo. I think if if we're being honest, we would never in a million years. But you want to talk about the perfect fit. It's probably Baltimore. Like the way our offense runs, running the ball, big, strong wide receiver, could play out of the backfield realistically it's probably us Ravens would never so it's just a pipe dream at this point but we've seen the Jets in the running Kansas City is always going to get mentioned but they got rid of Tyree Kill because they didn't want to pay him I don't think they're just going to pay Debo Samuel to replace him that seems silly so yeah we'll see where Debo goes but it's not even 30 million dollars two first round picks probably as well right do you do you think he gets traded 100 percent Mm, I'm going to say no, not 100%, because I actually do have some level of respect for the 49ers organization. Whoa. Right? They had... What do you mean? Just because I was right about them being cute, it doesn't mean I don't respect their organization. They built a team, a cute team that could go to the Super Bowl. Like, you can respect cute GMs, right? Like, if you can convince your fan base that you have a chance, you're doing your job as a GM. And if you can, and if you're a GM of a cute team, that means you're winning games. So I have no problems with a cute GM of a cute organization, which is the 49ers. But they got to a Super Bowl. They got to another NFC Championship game. There's no word on what Jimmy G is going to do. If he's going to stay. If he's going to go. If Trey Lance is the guy, they lose the pothead that down to Miami to coach Tyreek Hill. I forget his name, McDaniel's. Um, but they still have Kyle Shanahan and still one of the most creative uh, minds in football. If Trey Lance is a solid quarterback on a rookie contract, you can give Debo that money. You've got a strong defense. You can work to get an offensive line in front of Trey Lance. So I don't think I don't view the Niners as a bad situation whatsoever. Now, will they get back to a Super Bowl with Debo Samuel? Probably not. But the NFC has gotten worse. So, like, who knows? Russ is out of the division. They have Stafford. Who knows what the deal is Kyler is. So I don't think it's a bad move at all to stay in San Fran. And I think, listen, if the if the reports are true and that the money isn't the issue and San Fran's willing to pay him, then all it needs is a little convincing on Debo's part. Like, okay, we can use you in a different way if you don't want to be used like this. So I wouldn't rule out him staying in San Fran. Yeah, maybe they'll make Brandon Ayuk the wide back. We'll see. I'm excited to see. I mean, he's a talented player. So we shall see. Back to the association. We got to start in the Western Conference. Devin Booker's hamstring goes down after he scored 31 points in the first half against the Pelicans. Pelicans steal game two. Technically, Scott Foster steals game two, but Pelicans were the team opposing Chris Paul Mm. on that day. Pelicans steal game two. Warriors, meanwhile, are up 2-0. They have just splattered all over the Nuggets. Just looked invincible the MVP they're calling they're calling them PTSD Poole Thompson Steph and Draymond unsure what we're gonna do with Wiggins I personally like the death pool lineup as a nickname I'm not sure if it gives too much accreditation to Jordan Poole but the name is sick like those five death pool maybe replace Wiggins with Iguodala when he's back I don't know but they look special the odds have evened out. So the Suns are small Western Conference favorites. The Warriors right behind them. Then a big gap. I told you the Grizz would be back. They're going to win that series handedly. Just watch. So it's time to overreact, Abe. You've been on the Warriors. I think you would admit things were looking bleak for a minute. But now that Steph looks healthy. and well, the, Steph in, was hurt. Yes, but they also weren't playing great. 
without him. And so I think that, that you know, you factor that Clay was really struggling. And Jordan, Jordan Poole was great all year. He should have been in, you know, most improved player conversation. But what he's done in the first two games of the playoffs, like he's better than Tyrese Maxey, which no one would have said through two games. Are you well, like, I don't like, no. No, he's like, he, like he's just like he's just more impactful and like he's playing better than and that's just not a disservice to Maxi, who's awesome. Anyways, are you like Warriors are locked? This is the, the Sixers are so in your head; it's crazy. No, no, no I was just that was you just, just have using, to bring him no, up. Like clear young players, but anyway, young I know that you want to talk about the Sixers because you're nervous we're going to win the title. That's fine. That's totally fine. Uh, my biggest takeaway from all these injuries, book what the Warriors are doing, the Mavs is that at some point in our lives recently, you said the Phoenix Suns have a better chance in the playoffs without Booker and with CP than they do with Booker and without CP. Well, they lost to the the fucking Pelicans. You're jumping the gun. That's unfair. Let's finish this conversation first, but I have it in the notes that's next up. Oh, we're revisiting. Okay, okay. Um, Yeah, I mean, listen, the Warriors were not playing well towards the end of the year. Steph Curry being out, I think, is a very good reason and excuse to point to that. At the end of the day, we have barely seen Steph, Clay, Draymond. It, it, it just feels dirty to throw Wiggins' name in that. It but, is. like, on the graphics, it'll show that. Like, they played 11 minutes or something together, and you've shown what they can do. They have the experience. They have the shooting. They can play defense. It's like, okay, these aren't the KD Warriors, but these Warriors, like I said, what would it be like when Steph came back with him, with Clay, with Dre? They haven't played together all year. And for me, it's like this Warriors team has been together so long and was so dominant for so long that it's genuinely just muscle memory. The three of them playing together, and then you add a talent like Jordan Poole, who's just as wet as these other guys. It's like, it's a plug and play fit. And that's why it's looking so good as it is. And it's just like, I mean, if you want to talk about, first off, I think the Warriors have flipped the Suns and are now the favorite, a small favorite to come out of the West amidst this Devin Booker news. Really? I saw plus 115 for Golden State, plus 160 for Phoenix. I thought after I the saw book the news. opposite. Let me have I a sent it in our group chat. Did you? I sent it in our group chat. Because things might get awfully sunny in New York City. Plus one fifty plus one fifteen Golden State plus one fifty Phoenix to come out of the West. Oh baby. Okay. All right. Let me see. Oh I mean if you want to talk about what? No no no, that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. And I'm just gonna be very wealthy. That's all. On the Suns. Okay, well, if you want to talk about what it is that makes this Warriors team so impressive and so dominant, I mean, they're doing this against the most valuable player in the National Basketball Association. The guy that provides the most value to his team, that is so dominant, that is a minus 575 through two games in this series. And who's doing it? The Warriors. That Nobody can stop this guy all year. Nobody can stop the MVP, Nikola Jokic, from getting up past the sixth seed. And you know what? The Warriors are putting their foot down, and they're stopping him. So credit to them for doing something that nobody could do, getting them past the sixth seed. So valuable. Fucking loser, Nikola Jokic. I don't hate him, though. I just don't, don't think he's the MVP. You don't hate him at all. I don't at hate all. him. No, not at all. Uh, so couple, couple things there. Good point. Really good point. I did bet an Aaron Gordon over... And I just would like to publicly uh, on the audio wait. That what was the over? 15 and a half points. Points. Okay. I, yeah, I think he had six maybe in the game. But you saw my staff story. This motherfucker just <laughs> stands in the corner. You want to like, boycott him from the pod? He's no longer welcome on the show? No, because it wasn't like I lost like a lot of money or anything. Uh, just a couple hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars. because That's of two episodes. Yeah, I know. It's two quick apps. But I think it makes Jokic the MVP because he made Aaron Gordon look good. And that is the most useless. Like, he was actually of no use. They were playing five on four the whole game. So, shout out Aaron Gordon. You didn't deserve to win any of those dunk contests. Next, let's revisit Chris Paul, Devin Booker. So, I think, you know, you you threw a shot in there a little early, which is fair. A shot of fact. I think it's unfair to evaluate on that. Of course, it is on that premise that he 
you know, he didn't play the second half. They didn't have time to game plan. You lose mm. a lot of scoring in that moment. Chris Paul has to kind of flip that switch in the third quarter. He's more of a fourth quarter guy. Got it. But now we're going to go on the road, tied 1-1 in the series. Oh, yes. If you can beat the Pelicans on the road, that is showing that they can do it. I'm just, I think it's going to be fun <laughs> to see what the team looks like without Booker. And then, of course, Chris Paul will like strain his hammy at some point during the playoffs. And we'll get to see Booker uh kind of roll by himself you're self-aware but we saw i mean we saw this in i think 14 games this year when the suns went eight and six which is not a great record without devin booker i think to your point being that chris paul's maybe more important in the playoffs and a lot of those losses they also didn't have other key guys they're gonna have everyone around them all these guys have nba championship nba finals experience so their lineup would be cp bridges crowder Aiton, and i don't give a shit who because the other guy um so I think, like, they're not going to have trouble in this series, right? They're, like, I don't think anybody's worried that Phoenix is going to lose this series. If they do, okay, if Phoenix does lose this series, Jack, because you were the one that told me to buy it, you are you have to buy my top shot for what I bought it at. For what you have you... to. What? You have to. You believe in the platform long term? Sure. Okay, then there should be no problem buying it what I bought it at. <laughs> I'm just saying. Because I'm actually going to be homeless if the Suns lose this series holding that CP Charmin Ultra toilet paper of a top shot moment. Don't hate the player, hate the game. So you're I'm great. Exci- You'll I'm buy e- it if the Pelicans win. No. I think you just agreed, but we'll run the tape. Chris Paul. I thought you were going to go more the route of like, if Chris Paul loses to the Pelicans without Booker, you know, what's it going to say about CP? But he was game one. Man. I'm not a C. I'm okay. Obviously, I joke around about the whole Jokic hating thing. I don't know where you get this thing that I hate Chris Paul. I just hate you. I don't hate Chris Paul. No, that's fair. Yeah. All right. Luka Doncic is back. Maybe for game three, definitely for game four. It's literally everything we said. They needed to win game two. They could win game two. They did win game two. Jalen Brunson at 41 points. He looks spectacular. No, we were not scouting Jalen Brunson. We want Spider Mitchell in the garden. Huh? I mean, you legitimately were scouting Jalen Brunson. And with his connections. And Donovan Mitchell. With his connections. And we even had Juju in the building. For obvious reasons, to trade him. Smith Schuster? No, Randall. Oh, they do not call him Juju. They call him Jew. That's racist. Um, Anyway, yeah, with this, the Mavs did exactly what they had to. They had to get one without Luka, and it feels like genuinely, and I'm not saying this is a Knicks thing, fine, you can take Spida. He has one foot out the door. He played great in the second half of game one. They lost game two. You bring Gobert out to the to the three point line, the Jazz are so easy to beat. Abe, it's happening. It's fine. That's fine. No, 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 that's fine. No, no, no. Out of all of the times, I, I think this is the time. Okay, so you have to part with RJ. That's fine. Um, how do you get Donovan Mitchell without giving up RJ? Quinton Grimes, Miles McBride. <laughs> and julius Randall. i mean credit to tibbs for not playing the young guys so there's no tape on them to show that they're shit so credit to tibbs um but listen i'm looking at this mavs as a plus side plus money series price you got luca potentially coming back game three potentially coming back game four one of the two all utah all the mavs need to do is seal one in utah and you got best of three with two on your home court and you have the best player on both teams but at the same time, I also feel like a fucking mush for thinking that. Everybody and their mothers are saying, well, Luca can come back game. Like, nobody on earth likes the Jazz. Nobody. Not a single person outside of the state of Utah. Like, you like the Suns. You like the Warriors. I like... The Sixers. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe I'm an anomaly. But Derek White. I like Derek White. But... Literally nobody, nobody on planet Earth that isn't a jazz fan that's a Mormon in the state of Utah looks at that jazz team and goes, they're a fun team. I like to root for them. You know what? Rudy Gobert's fun to to root for. 
Quinn Snyder's fun to look at. Nobody, <laughs> nobody likes this team. Everyone loves Luca, aside from him being a crying bitch and trying to get uh, and getting technical fouls. Everyone thinks Luca's amazing, and everyone's seeing them as underdogs tied with Luca coming back, and they're thinking, yeah, the Mavs are going to get it done. And it's like the Jazz are stopped try or have stopped trying, and it's like because I'm thinking that, and I have a feeling everyone else thinks the Mavs are going to win this series. Utah probably wins this series and then gets swept in the next round. And it's like everyone was wrong, but in the same breath, everyone was right because they'll get swept in the next round. So it's like it's the worst type of feeling. It's like I was right, but now I'm poor because I was mm. wrong. Mm. That's how I feel about it. Right. Okay. No, I, I like that. And I think that still plays into Spider to the Knicks. If he gets swept, sure, it's a big blowout. So no, 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 I'm I'm totally with you on that. So what's your official call then? That's not fair. <laughs> it sounds like you just stipped like a lot. I it sounds like it sounds like your call is that they're not going to go to the conference finals. It's kind of weak. No, I my call on the Jazz. Hmm? Oh, duh. Um, whatever I say is not going to happen. So I think the Jazz win this series. <laughs> you like that? I like the wink. And for those who are watching on Spotify, you'll be able to see the wink. That's a little uh, little reverse jinx to make me rich. Yes, we love that. Now so, I feel like I'm reverse jinxing my reverse jinx, and I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. Yeah, now who knows? Maybe Donovan Mitchell won't be a neck. I mean, imagine yeah, that. that. That would be crazy. That would be fucking crazy. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. After the break, we're going to talk about flopping in the NBA playoffs. Not about the Sixers, maybe, but not about the Sixers. We'll talk about did Marcus Smart deserve the Defensive Player of the Year? And Eagleson is back, but this time it's about school instead of nightclub. So you'll have to stick around and see if it was worth it. We'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, fam, we are back. And it's time for Jack's rant, a new segment where I yeah, just I'm going to go. All right. This is a, the flopping in the playoffs is absurd. And we'll start in my boomer. We'll start at Miami where Trey young flops around like a little fish and then grabs a Kyle Lowry's ankle and Bogdanovich is hitting people in midair. And it's just not right. But then there's a clip from a specific angle of Kyle Lowry, literally like, putting his hand in DeAndre Hunter's armpit and then trying to flop and flop around like a fish. And then there's this team in Philadelphia that gets fouled. Cool. That's all there is to be said. No, it's not, though. And this is where I'm getting annoyed with the general NBA. And I think we should do something about it because it's just going to get worse over years because the new way the game is officiated which no one is doing anything wrong. I just want to state that no one is doing anything wrong under the current rules. And I'm not even talking about the general like Harden's upswing or like last year when Trey would jump into people and like they fixed that. But generally the touch fouls are so like they're just called and they're called correctly because those are the rules. But like I'm watching the third quarter last night of, of that heat game. And it's just like the first four minutes they're trying to get around screens and then like you just kind of flop a little and they'll call a foul because there is contact and it just 
it makes the game like pretty tough to watch at times because of the rules. Now, let's go to Philadelphia, where once again, I will state, James Harden, master taking advantage of the rules. No one can guard Joel Embiid, hence why he is constantly fouled. And you always say, stop fouling. Okay, that's fair. Tell me why, though, they flop. And I'm not saying they didn't get fouled, but what, what are the theatrics? And, and, does, and do you think there's any issue? Like, what's your thoughts right. on that? My my thought. I have a I have a question to your question. Okay. So you asked me. Tell me what. What'd you ask? <laughs> tell me why they flop. Yeah. Okay. If they are being fouled, like you say, tell me why you give a shit. Because it's the, it's, the whistle's getting blown and the yeah. clock isn't running and they're going to commercial break no matter what. Why does Boomer Jack give such? Why do you feel so passionately about this? If, after all, they are being fouled. So that, that that's a very good question. I would say a couple of things. I would just say it's like it just ruins. Because the, you hate the Sixers at the Heat and the Hawks. No, no, no. Dude, the biggest flopper in the world is Chris Paul. He's game of That's That was Hawks. my next point. Like he, Your favorite he, player of all time is one of the smartest players of all time. Why is he one of the smartest players of all time? Because he understands the rules of the NBA. Exactly. And he takes advantage of that for his team. So, uh, you know what? A little consistency. No, if no, you no. Can, if you can they, hold Chris Paul to being so smart for doing this, but get so mad that other people are quote-unquote flopping, to me, I call it assault when they're playing the Sixers. That's simply what it is. You can <laughs> well, call it whatever Abe, you want. The, the, the answer to the question, actually, there was a correct answer. It's because, why do why do they flop? It's because it's the right way to do it, and you get rewarded for it. And there's a player, LeBron James. Many will disagree with this. Many will disagree because he has turned into a complainer of sorts, and he has flopped at points in his career. But where he has lacked flopping, and what is probably limited from being one of the best scorers of all time, is the fact that he used to drive and go strong to the rim, and so there was respect to where people were like, okay, if he gets hit, it's just because like LeBron's big, so it's whatever. Same thing with Shaq. And now Embiid, who is 7'2 and cannot be guarded, he flops because he knows he's going to get that call. What what does bother me, I'll say, is like every, <laughs> every time down that James Harden goes towards the basket. He's it's hacked, like, I know. It, no, 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 it's hands up, like in disbelief, crying tears and like, he just can't imagine a world where someone ever played good defense. And maybe no one can. I can't either. Yeah, maybe no one can. But I'll tell you, it is it is unfun to watch flopping, whether or not. And so I would just. Do you have a, do you have a, do you, in your, I'm looking at your apartment right now. I see your TV there. Nice TV, by the way. Did nice. it come with a remote or do you have to get up to change the channel? Uh, I can, I have a remote. Why is that? Oh yeah. So a simple way to just, you know, it's unwatchable. Change the fucking channel. You boomer. I do. I stop. Like I don't watch those games in the four. I just go on my phone because they're literally unwatchable. Oh, they don't flop on your phone. <laughs> what? The highlights? No, there's no flop. I mean, James Harden and Joel Embiid hit the floor like nine times a game. It's just not, that part's not fun to watch. Like I said, it's not their fault. Because they're doing the right thing. They're maximizing the, the points in the basketball Jack, game. you grew up playing your best sport growing up, playing a sport that the foundation of soccer is flopping. And The foundation. And they did and you, something about it. And you love it. watching a 90-minute footy match where these guys are getting touched in the kneecap and holding their face. Correct. And and it was problematic, and it was unfun to watch. So they made oh, changes. Oh, they changed it, and nobody's flopping in soccer now. No, no, no flopping not, in soccer's fixed. Of course, no, of course it's not fixed. But there is, there has been a change, and you will actually be penalized if you flop. I don't. I think you can get fined if you flop in the NBA. But like, there's nothing on court. Like, wouldn't it be fun? Maybe not for your team, but would it be more interesting if Chris Paul's bringing up the ball, he gets touched on the wrist, he does his fucking, and if you're on Spotify, you can see the video. <laughs> Eagleson clip that. He does his fucking thing. I need a and, gift of that. And he gets called for an offensive foul for flopping. I think that would actually be really interesting because 
it's it at least then you second guess like should I be flopping every single time down? Of course, it then will have nineteen right, million. But for reviews, a guy but- like Joel Embiid, who is so much bigger and stronger than everybody, who's getting like you said, getting fouled every time legitimately, but without a little selling it, the refs don't know that because of how big and strong he is. So right. it's like, what does he do? Does he not flop and then not? not get the right call or does he no, you're do right. what's right exactly well, it's it, like so he i can't would say, control how big and strong he is and how goaded he is and how he's the better than Shaq ever was and how he's the mvp he cannot help that he, he can't. really can't no he can't it's just given to him but i think if flopping was penalized maybe the refs would start to call because now it's gone from a now it's almost you have to flop or like you said you won't get the call so now it's like a really bad situation where when a player doesn't flop, they're not rewarded for being fouled. And it's an, how it's much a, is Nick Nurse Venmoing you for this rant? <laughs> Fourteen. Speaking of which, that's that's the irony of it all, right? It's the irony is that Raptors fans, and I'm not including Eagleson on this because I don't consider him a fan, considering he doesn't even know what a three point line is. Um, Raptors fans are crying to the heavens above, and Nick Nurse is going to the podium. After game one, before game two, after game two. Sorry, sir. Maybe don't get clapped by 20. I'm seeing, oh, well, if the Sixers didn't shoot any free throws, the Raptors would have won 89 to 80. Yeah, well, if Jameis Winston didn't throw any interceptions, he probably would have won the fucking MVP of the NFL. That's not how it works. But the irony is that the Raptors fans are crying. Nick Nurse is at the podium. He'll probably be at the podium within the next 20 minutes before this game, hammering that there's more calls on the refs. They even bring in a ref tonight who's called the most foul, the least amount of fouls in the last three years in the playoffs for Sixers Raptors. Okay, Nick, you fished your wish. You got the ref. Whatever. Well, I mean, but it, the irony of it all is that that clip from Kyle Lowry comes out last night where it's just like you can say what you want about James Harden and Joel Embiid. Nothing has been more egregious and ridiculous than that Kyle Lowry play last night. And that man has a statue in Toronto. He has a statue. Maybe he culture like, changed him. I will say, like this whole conversation, which I think was probably an upset to be somewhat agreeable and mature to a degree. Like I didn't, I didn't think we both. What did end I agree up... on? No, but just I, like I, I, what, I'm in agreement. If you don't want us to shoot free throws, I implore you, don't foul. And the same way you agree that Embiid has to flop to get the calls he deserves because it's just not rewarded if he doesn't, I think that Nick Nurse, he's played it right, if we're being completely honest. Like he's... How? Because you know, like you just said, they got the official who's not going to call fouls. You know tonight they're not going to call as many fouls. Like Embiid... Now I want to take over on our free throws tonight. Can we get a market of that up? I, I, would, I would bet you on that. I, I would bet that... The Sixers do not shoot um, as many free. Uh, they'll take less free throws than they did in games one and two. They're on the road. They won't have the hometown whistle. I think that's why I believe the Raptors can win the game tonight. And look, Abe, I do hear you that, you know, stop fouling, obviously. They're getting killed in general. Game one, Van Vliet has two fouls before the game even starts. Game two, I know he was sick, but Trenton has four fouls in the first three minutes. OG has two fouls. Like, I heard it, I heard the Raptors were pretty deep coming into the series. And that's did, why a lot of people wanted to take them to upset us. That's it, what I was told. I just like keep the energy when it's two one, and you know you grow a little you grow a little hair on your chest because you gotta look you gotta look a little nervous in the face. But the Sixers will. If be it's two right. one, if it's two one tonight i will sleep like a fucking baby that's a lie i'll, I'll be i'll be slandering doc rivers on the timeline before bed but for i'll sure. still sleep fine <laughs> you'll sleep perfectly fine that's fair yeah. i just i'm anti-flop and as we say that we move on to marcus smart who's he's really good at flopping and he gets a bunch of you know stupid calls because of it but marcus smart i just find the irony is that kyle lowry is a statue outside of toronto and that you are so angry at flopping and chris paul is your favorite player of all time that's the irony in the i hate it i hate it i mean we commend chris paul for being the smartest player because he's taking advantage of those rules it's why consistency with joel Embiid, please and james harden that's all all i'm saying is you say whatever they're bitches go raptors (laughs) Marcus Smart, he wore the robe into the game. He wins Defensive Player of the Year. This isn't a flex. This isn't a name drop. It's just for context, just so I have another leg to stand on because people say, oh, you're a hater. 
I can't hate everyone. I can. I don't. I, I can. It, personally. I personally can't. Anyways, Harold Bob Vulgaris. He is a famous sports better. He is. One more time. Harold Bob Vulgaris. That's his name. He's Greek. Spell Harold Bob for me. H-A-R-A-L-B-O-B. Harold Bob. He's actually really famous. You Parents may, thought they had one with that one. <laughs> you may know him. So his backstory is. He was an excellent sports better, like professional gambler, like the best ever, some say. He gets into Bitcoin, so he gets really rich and he stops betting on sports, you know, whatever. Mark Cuban hires him to work in the front office, so to work kind of with the GM, but really implement advanced analytics, all these things, models, blah, blah, blah. He's smarter than Abe and I, I think. I think so. I don't think that. I happen to be in a chat with him. You should follow him on Twitter. He's 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 actually pretty good when it comes to um, just informational stuff on Twitter. Anyways, he puts in the chat, LOL, you know, Marcus Smart wins Defensive Player of the Year. There's not a metric that you could show that says Marcus Smart was Defensive Player of the Year, yet alone what one of the top 10 most impactful players in the NBA defensively this season. So with that being said, Marcus Smart wins defensive player of the year. He's the first guard since Gary Payton. And I think for good reason, that's the case because guards just have a tough time limiting the majority of basketball. For example, one of those metrics with Robert Williams off the floor and then with Marcus Smart off the floor, the Celtics are better with Williams on and Smart off. So like, he's like, he's not even the most impactful defensive player on his own team, let alone in the whole league. So that's my second rant. Uh, the second half of the podcast sponsored by Jack's rant use code munchies. Abe, did you care at all that Marcus smart won? Do you think he should have? No, I saw a tweet and it summed it up perfectly. It was that Marcus smart won the first ever. All right, chill. Take it. Defensive player of the year award. Like they're they're Like every single year we have these arguments. It's right. It's, analytics versus it's the analytics guys versus the he can guard one through five guys but it's actually funny because marcus smart doesn't fall into either of those buckets right right? a wing player like ben simmons or matisse Thibel would fall into one of those buckets not mark is smart maybe bam out of bio you can say can guard one through five two through five whatever it is um but it felt more as if listen that everyone was very infatuated with the celtics come back this year right they were seven seed early on they ended up being the two they went on this crazy run and the the heart of that run was based off they had the number one defense in basketball and you if you have a number one defense in basketball chances are the best player defensive player on that team is going to have a chance to win defensive player of the year so i don't know why jason tatum wasn't in the conversation <laughs> um but no do i care that marcus smart won defensive player of the year no it feels like it'll be one of those awards that in 20 years like or 10 years when you're looking at somebody's resume to talk about, is this person a hall of famer? He's like, wait, Marcus smart one defensive player of the year. What? It was like, yeah, everyone just gave it to him. So he'd shut up. Um, on but, that note, Abe, I'm, I'm, I want to look up uh, the defensive player of the year in the past, but on that note of the, uh, what'd you call it? Like the, you just take it award. Uh, all right. Chill. Take it. Defensive player yeah. of the year award. On that note, literally, Mikhail Bridges tweeted and he was like, you know, all respect to smart. I'm glad he won it. Like he didn't even give yeah. a damn about it. No, and he yeah. didn't even make it about the championship. He wasn't like, I'm focused on bigger thing. He was pretty much just like, dude, congrats. Like take it. We don't really care. All right. The last let's, let's go through the last few years per like, all right. So it was Gobert, Giannis, Gobert, Gobert, which by the way, Harold Bob did say Gobert's probably the defensive player of the year. But the thing I actually don't understand. Harold Bob's an analytics guy. But that's a, that's the weird thing is then every postseason you watch him get exposed on the perimeter. And I, I question, like, is that just a jazz coaching thing? Or, like, I know they're not doing it as much in the regular season because you play normal rotation. Like, how could you argue that he's – that's why he didn't win the award because of the last couple of years in the playoffs. So, Gobert, Giannis, Gobert, Gobert, Draymond, Kawhi twice – Joachim Noah, Marcus All, Tyson Chandler, Dwight Howard three times. Yeah, LeBron still talks about that Marcus All Defensive Player of the Year award. Yeah, yeah, he does. Uh, KG, Marcus Camby, Ben Wallace, Ron Arts. I mean, it's an elite list of guys. Michael Jordan won it once. Uh, yeah, besides, I guess Marcus All and, and Marcus Smart. So, 
Yeah, maybe we look back and we say, why did Marcus Smart win? I think to your point, no one really cares. But I just wanted to give the fam a little bit of context to to some numbers because we don't do that enough here. All right, Eagle Sim. Speaking of numbers, you have some school updates for us. I do have some school. And do I'll we start... have a Kami update, more importantly? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we do not have a Kami update. I never. She never reached out. I don't think she heard the episode. Mm-hmm. Give her some more time. We don't approve of her anyway, then. Yeah. <laughs> so, did you guys ever do, like, awards for, like, your, your senior year? Yeah, like I won a, them. All of them? Most. Yeah. Okay. Superlatives so, is the word I believe you're referring to. Like, most likely to be president yes, or yes, prime exactly. minister, yeah, if you want those. to call it. So, well, I, I got those today, and I'm actually nominated for a few. Would you guys like to hear them? <laughs> yes. Here yes. we go. Yes. Go so... Ahead. Naturally, best hair is one of them. Really? What's that look? Of course. Can I get a two side profiles? Maybe not a great day. Probably. I do like. Comic. I do like his Jufro, even though I don't think he's Jewish. I do. <laughs> you look like. You look like Walmart. Well, you look like Walmart Jack Harlow, like rolled out of bed. <laughs> Walmart Jack, Jack Harlow. I'll like take that. Guys. I will yeah. take that all day. <laughs> Um, I do want to real quick, not to not to yeah. cut you off. Breaking news: Jay Wright is yeah, con- contemplating retirement this off season at the age of sixty, meeting with his family and making final decisions. So. Yeah, new head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers, Jay Wright. <laughs> He's been linked to us for so many years. It's just wait till he wants to get out of college. But yeah. anyway, continue. Ahead, Eagles. By the way, I'm going to want pictures in our group text of. Actually, I'm going to want. Can we post these people on the Instagram and say vote for? Russell High's best hair and put Eagleson in these two people? I don't think so. I think it's just like within, it's like the yearbook class or something. There. Okay, unbiasedly there. speaking, unbiasedly, mm-hmm. how, I don't even think that's a word. No, no, no. Do you Eagleson, think you're going to win? Do you think you're going to win best hair? Based who, off the. Who would Harold Bob pick for best hair? <laughs> I don't know. Talk I, hair I, to me because this is obviously a popularity contest, which is why you're fucked. Yeah, like I, I, I'm not so sure I'm gonna win this one, but there is others that I'm a bit more okay. confident about. So the next one I'm not nominated for is worst case of senioritis. With Ooh, that's like fire! That. I am so proud of you yeah, for being not, actually. I, I was, I was. I think say, Jack I and I take credit for that, for that one. Yeah. So if I win that one, you guys are definitely gonna be. That means you've been the biggest piece of shit for the last eight months, and I couldn't be prouder. Of you. Yeah, it, pretty much. So I mean, that's kind of what I was going for, and it looks like I've succeeded. So. Jack, did you ever think that we would ruin a kid's childhood? Uh, teach him. <laughs> We're getting him rings. We're getting him rings. Yeah. yeah. Um, next one. Most likely to never be seen after grad. Oh, you're an Irish exit type of guy. Exactly. I like yes, that. I am. I, I'm, I that's am. kind of my vibe. Abe's hung around yep. his high school friends definitely but not high school i'm not saying like, Abe, Abe's face dropped <laughs> as if i'm like saying he's like oh you're like i was working around the halls <laughs> nine years later <laughs> no not like that but like all right did you go to like a five-year uh anniversary abe like of high school I, it was during covid probably so maybe not five ten yeah years. i did but it was like the last place i wanted to be on planet earth i right. only went because my friends wanted to go right uh okay yes yeah, no, yeah, i would never I, go to I'm something like it like was that. an open bar or whatever yeah. some okay. some yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then the last one is most likely to have their own reality TV show, and I think that's also just because of you guys. Hmm. Okay. Right. Are yeah. our names known around the Russell High hallways? Jack's not, hallways. not really. But like the fact that like I'm I work with you guys is known. I think. I feel like you're. It's a small enough be... high school. Like, it's listen. Not at the end of the day, the hair is nice. This the. Uh, the MIA one is nice, yeah. But we need you to bring home the senioritis title. Yeah, we need I that. Eagleson. Really want that. If there's any campaigning that Jack and I can do, mm-hmm. you should put it on your story. Vote for me for biggest fuck up of the year. Yeah, we need that award. <laughs> I really want that one. That's are one you I'm eligible for multiple, or you can only win one? Um, so I actually have some sources from from the inside, and those are the ones from that someone in journalism class. <laughs> yeah. So and and my my sources are telling me that I'm a I'm a heavy favorite for uh, most likely to never be seen after grad. And the others don't have enough information yet. Eagleson, top flake. Wouldn't have expected that. <laughs> I think it's also because I'm moving pretty far for school. Like, not as many Is that not normal? You're going to fucking England. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to England, so. Is that not normal that one would 
like go a couple hours away to college it like not maybe not as common as you guys think like a lot of kids do stick around here or like far like they don't they go like three hours absolute most like i'm going like six and a half hours like that's probably one of the are you getting on a plane for college no i'm gonna have to drive and like bring all my shit unfortunately i hate i I hate driving i hate long road trips anything at like i think a long road a brutal trip is anything above four hours four hours is long but tolerable anything above four like five is a long road trip yeah yeah what's the longest you've ever done abe uh from penn state to michigan I believe was like six, seven and hours or something. And you actually drove, not like a bus or anything. No, I drove. Yeah, I split it. I, I think I drove one way and someone drove their way home. But I've you done a lot of four-hour drives like to Columbus or Columbus, I think, was five hours from Penn State. Um, but I think those are the only ones, yeah. I did a 14 hours to Prince Edward Island, and that was wow. absolutely awful. You guys don't definitely know where that is. but You drove oh. to an island? Um, It's a yeah, doesn't, it's not an island then. Firm believer, if you can't, if you have, <laughs> it's you it's drive a province it, it's and it's an called island. Prince Edward Island. It okay. is an island, so but. it's not an island. Long Island, not an island. Definitely not. What about Manhattan? <laughs> not an island. What about Manhattan? Definitely not an island. If you can drive to it, it's not an island. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I don't know my if longest, I agree with that. I think I'll accept longest, like, ferries too. Night. Fire Island, island. Of course. But if you can drive to it, not an island. I don't know. All right. I think. It's uh, are, do you also get hockey on this episode? I, I I wanted to save it for. Yeah, I don't want to hear it honestly. Next week because that'll be <laughs> next next week's Wednesday episode is going to be the two days before playoffs start. So I want to get all the predictions and all that stuff for that episode. Perfect. I could okay. go without hockey. Big night of television on. <laughs> I had a meeting with MSG Networks, and they're doing like a bunch of stuff around the Rangers in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, "Do you want to like do stuff or hockey? Like, what's your interest level?" I'm like, "I didn't expect one, mi- one minute a week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one minute a week is about my interest level." Get, uh, so, will you also prep a second minute about Rangers hockey, like the full? update for their yeah, entire season that. and playoff free. Okay, thanks. Yeah, totally. Do Jack's dirty work. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Eagleson, <laughs> final thoughts. Um, I am a Raptors fan. Screw you, Abe. Okay, then keep I hope you're a Raptors fan in the next 4 days, too. I will be. Okay. And then four you'll be days. Least, it'll be longer than that. I think this thing's done on Saturday. We'll Abraham, see. final thoughts. I think this thing is done on Saturday. All right. Go Raptors. Gary Trent is playing, by the way. Oh, sick. What about Thaddy Barnes? No, he's not. What about Thaddeus Young? Uh, Doubtful. Oh, it's my guy. All right, Snapback fam, much love. Peace.